like the sound of a tennis ball going like when you hit a forehand <laughs> game set match That's my moment right there. Once it drops, get the podcast rolling. Around the Post Podcast, Episode 2. Jake Asai, Mark Figueroa once again. And before we go anywhere, we have to make a correction. Last week we said Wozniaki was going at it with Nadal. It was Azarenka. And uh, yeah, outside of that, a lot to discuss this week. It's a beautiful week in tennis, man. Beautiful week. I'm excited. What's uh what's the newest thing, Fig? What's going on, man? First of all, that song just makes me want to drop my voice a little bit. Yeah, get low. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that on my tennis game actually, but get a lot lower. Okay. Uh as far as the women is concerned, uh the Met Gala was this Monday. Met this Gala, isn't that like fashion? Yes. Wearing abstract weird stuff Correct. and famous people, rich people. It's the creme de la creme. And what's if this got to do with tennis, man? If you're a top uh, movie star, singer, mm. athlete, mm. you're there. Oh, now, man. what does this have to do with tennis? Serena was the co-chair this year. Co-chair? Yes. Like boss? Pretty much. Wow. Uh, there's the founder, which is um, one person, and then there's three or four people that co-chair. They basically stand there, welcome people. And mm. that's their jobs. Uh, Venus Williams, Serena Williams' sister, uh, she's in the committee. Mm. Now she wasn't seen in the red carpet. Mm. And another tennis player that showed up was uh, Maria Sharapova. Hmm. So I could see her being there. She's got that real model esque at aura. You know, she's the image, the brand. Yeah, I, I could see that. That's funny to hear, though. I know Serena's always been into the fashion, designing her own tennis outfits, and Venus also. Exactly. So. That doesn't surprise me. She's the most famous team tennis player in history, I think. She might be. Venus Williams' line is called the perfect 11. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't hate it. No, it's not, it's not bad at all. Yeah. But anyway, um, it's so for anybody that's not um, familiar with the Met Gala, it's a yearly fundraiser for the Metropolitan Costume Event Division. Serena arrived in the red carpet in a 80th anniversary Lincoln Continental. Mm. Uh, she wore a Versace gown, yellow, with pink butterflies and yellow Nike tennis shoes. Do we know what kind of tennis shoes? Uh, all I know is that they were custom made in Paris for her. So there's this guy, his name is Virgil. He's a he's like a super high-end designer. He's actually the reason Kanye's famous for making shoes. Like he designed Kanye's first Yeezys, which are like a flagship shoe from hip hop. He actually made a a variation of the Vapor and there's this Nike shoe called the Blazer. He made a tennis version of that and Serena uh did a photo shoot and played tennis in them. So, he probably made the shoes she wore to Met Gala. It's prob- probably your correct. Yeah, damn. Yes. That's crazy. You know, the women wear stilettos or mm. whatever. No, not Serena. Not Serena. She had to show her tennis roots. Team bring it. Let's go. Yeah, come on. 
And What's of, going on? And of course, Sharapova. Uh, she showed up as well. Mm. And she was just a typical dress, stiletto as well. Yeah, black, probably some designer yeah, dress. Dress, black dress. Um, the reason she's been missing, she hasn't played since in the Australian Open. Mm. She's had a tear in her shoulder and uh, she had it surgically repaired. Mm. She was supposed to make her uh, return in Italy at the Rome tournament, mm. but it's going to be prolonged. So I believe she may come back for Wimbledon. Mm. Now, she really hasn't been playing that much. Mm. So who knows what's up with her? We'll see what happens. Yeah, she's she's past her prime. You know, it's unfortunate. Um, and her shoulder has plagued her entire career. Um, she she fights through it. She definitely comes out and still tries to serve. But I don't see she's kind of in a similar position as Serena as far as, you know, her body's starting to show its age finally, you know. Getting the injuries, coming back from the injuries, and not really playing too long before the next injury. Um, Sharapova's, she's in the Hall of Fame. You know, she'll make the Hall of Fame at some point. Ever since she was banned for the steroid <laughs> use or PDs. Yeah, PDs or whatever. She yeah. hasn't really been doing much, really. Yeah, she's not going to either. So I'm uh, not a Sharapova fan. I'm not. She gets really flat. She's a poor mover, and she's just a great striker. That's her game. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, that doesn't make me hyped up, you know, so. Now Serena is going to make her return at the Italian Open. She hasn't played since Miami, I believe. So mm-hmm. it'll be great to see her on the clay, getting mm-hmm. ready for the French Open. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she has a deep run. Venus as well if she shows up. What's your predictions on the body of Serena and the performance on a scale, or let's do percentages. What percentage do you think she'll be performing at? If 100% prime Serena, 0% is, why are you even out here on the court? She's going to show up. I mean, she's not going to come at uh, 0% either. Yeah. She'll probably come, I don't know, uh, maybe 80% or something. Really? Okay. It's going to depend on her movement. Mm-hmm. That's always the problem, um, especially at the French Opens where you have to depend on movement Heavily, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see um, if it wasn't for her pectoral tear last year. Mm. She probably would have made a deep run. She's won the French Open many times. So yeah. I think she can do it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict a 65% Serena Williams we see at the French. Not too great, but good enough for a deep run. 65% Serena is better than 85% of the Women's Tennis Association. I was about to say. Yeah. At the U.S. Open, she played... Probably 60%. Probably. And she made it to the finals. Yeah. She lost to a great Naomi Osaka. Yes. That was a great performance from her. So, yeah. um, 60% Serena is still a relevant athlete. So, what can you say? What are we expecting uh, from the women? How are they doing in Madrid? Have we heard anything? Yes. uh, Osaka's playing right now. Mm. Uh, She's looking great. Halep, the number three player in the world. She's Romanian. Mm-hmm. Um, she just had the best match of her life. Uh, she b- double bageled uh, a person ranked in the top 50. Holy and she sheesh. only lost 10 to 12 points. Now, you could say, okay, well, that's no big deal. But mm-hmm. you know how hard it is to only lose 10 to 12 points in an entire match. That's insane. So um, I remember last week you are saying um, – Osaka doesn't really have competition. Mm-hmm. Kvitova, she's the story that um, she, 
the intruder came in and stabbed her left hand and mm. she's made deep runs for uh, uh, any of you guys that haven't heard about that. So she's a marvelous story. And then you have Halep, who's the French Open champion. Mm. And she's they, those two are going to have something to say about Osaka being number one. I'm looking forward to it. I believe that Halep's on the same side of the bracket as Osaka at uh, Madrid. And Kvitova's on the opposite side, which means if Osaka thinks she's going to win this clay tournament, she's got to go through both of them. And she's even admitted herself she's not a clay court player. So, and oh Halep, they just named her the queen of clay. Mm. So she's going to have to bring it if she wants to be. I think they're trying to add Halep. some unnecessary drama to this gr- I'm queen saying. of clay. I'm just saying. For what? <laughs> what accolades? What accolades? Saying. She is the French Open champion. How many times? French How many champion. times? Give her a break, man. I'm just saying the queen? That's what the reporters are saying. How I'm just long, saying what the reporters are saying. How long did it take us to call Nadal the king of clay? How many slams? 11. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> like, come on. If I were Nadal, I'd feel insulted. Why are you hating, bro? Like, what? He, she only won one? She's the queen now? Like, the king had to play like eight of them? Yeah, I, I'm not rolling with that. But I do think she's a great athlete. I'm looking forward to that. Let's see how it goes. Naomi Osaka, I don't think... I'll agree with her. I don't think she's a clay specialist. I don't think she's a clay court type player. But a lot like Stan, I think she has a big enough game for it to not matter. Right. As long as she plays her game and plays it well. She can hit through that court and make people pay, even if the court's slower. So I think she needs to get out of that mentality of, oh, this isn't my surface. Exactly. I mean... Segue here, but uh, Fed's thinking the complete opposite at the French. He's going, look, I grew up on the clay. I don't care how long it's been since you saw me on clay. I can play on the clay. And he showed it. Um, did you see his gas game match? Yes. He mopped that man. I don't know, dude. Straight uh, sets. Gasquet, Fetter owns Gasquet, though. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's true. Now, this Monfils match. That should be a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. He is going for his 1,200th career ATP win. Mm-hmm. So, Monfils does play him a little tougher. Better mm. is 9-4 and four against him. So, I think to me that'll be a little bit more of a tell than the Gasquet match. Gasquet also came back from injury. Oh, okay. So, I don't, I don't know if you could really measure him Yeah, there's, there's not much to much. gauge from yeah. that. You're right. But Monfils, we'll see. That's the match that can say, okay, well, he's back or not back. Well, I mean, I don't know. If, have you actually seen what Fed's draw path looks like for this tournament if he plays all the top-seeded players? Not ahead of Monfils, no. First round bye. Right. Second round Gasquet. Next round Monfils. From there, Dominic Team, Novak Djokovic, then Nadal. So that's literally all the favorites to win the French Open back-to-back. <laughs> so... You know, we'll this is really going to be a good gauge of where we could see him performing at the French. Right. So I'm looking forward. I don't. I have no intentions on seeing him win this Madrid tournament, but I just like to see him play against top-notch players before a slam and see how he does because that's going to let me know how prepared he is. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, if he gets through team, is team even still in the draw? I feel yes. like he got upset. He did. No, 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 no. Um, this is an interesting matchup. Fognini, who beat Monte Carlo, who beat Nadal at Monte Carlo, mm. is going to play Dominic Team, who beat Nadal in Barcelona. Oh. So those two are going to play each other. That should be an interesting. And the match. winner of that plays Fed. Right. 
So even if team isn't the person who plays Fed, we're still going to see a big clay court specialist type player. Right. All right. I'm liking that. CC Pot still in the draw. Zverev um, still in the draw. Do we know why? He did uh, uh, beat Ferrer. This was Ferrer's swan song. He's saying goodbye to the ATP now. Who's Ferrer, man? Tell, explain to these people the legacy of Ferrer. This is a great man. David Ferrer is a warrior. He's a, a lot of people consider him a pusher. He's not mm-hmm. a defensive player. He is an offensive player, believe it or not. He tries to stay inside the baseline yeah. and just try to just wall up the ball. Yeah. Now, the thing is, he doesn't have the power. Yeah. He's in the wrong era with all these great players. Yeah. Most likely, unfortunately, he will not go into the Hall of Fame because he does not have a Grand Slam. Yeah. Now that's sad because he has a lot of titles, but yeah, his one chance was uh, against Nadal at the French Open. Obviously, he got mocked. And yeah. That was the only time he made a final, if I recall correctly. But yeah. no, he's a great player. Um, he has a lot of heart. He fights, fights, fights. Spent so many years in the top ten. Yes. He was a gatekeeper, a lot like Burdich, exactly. but better as right. far as mentality goes. He's he had Burdich has weapons. Yes. Ferrer does not have weapons. He He's doesn't just, have the big shot. He doesn't. He doesn't have a major weapon. He doesn't have major touch. He doesn't have extra finesse. He's just solid and tough mentally. And he gets a lot of bals in play. And he's not tall either. No, you know? he's pretty short. He's like 5'10", I believe. Yeah, something along those lines. So, yeah, he's we're, we're seeing a legend, you know. Yes. Um, any other era, he'd have at least one slam. I at least one. Easily, easily. You know, at least one French. If if Nadal doesn't exist, we see a very different French Open catalog of slams. We see Federer with probably four to five French Opens. We see Ferrer with one or two. Dominic team. Dominic team with one or two. We see Djokovic with two or three. They'd get shared pretty uh pretty healthily around four or five players, I think. And um, it's too bad. You know, it's a lot like uh, Roddick with the the Wimbledon titles. You know, just wrong air. Federer was right there. Yeah, Federer was just a greater grass player. So. Um, I just want to send an honorary shout to David Ferrer. I think he was an awesome player. I did enjoy watching him. And uh, so salutations, man. It's I feel bad Great for these career. guys, you know. Um, he reminds me a lot of Murray, where, you know, he was extremely consistent and hardworking, and, you know, he just had some great opposition on the other end of the court his whole career from beginning to end. But Murray transcended it just a little bit. Right. Good for him. It's funny that you mentioned Zverev. Mm. He's been having a really tough year. Now, just found out that um, in March, before the Miami Open, mm. he had a split from his girlfriend. So that how old is Zverev? Twenty two, twenty three, I believe. At most, yes. At, he's a younger guy. He was supposed to be, and still is supposed to be, kind of a future Slam winner, future tournament. He's got multiple ATP Masters one thousands titles. This guy's supposed to be the next thing. You know, him and Kyrgios are kind of like rivals, kind of. You know, same age group, also great talent. And um, he's one of those guys where he's just like, it's not, it's not, it's going through, but it's not. He's he's a different mentally ready, uh. Uh, similar to uh, Kyrgios. Yeah. Kyrgios, where he doesn't care, he really doesn't care. Uh. Uh, Zverev, to me, really can't handle the pressure. Yeah. So it's a different mentality. Yeah. Now, uh, as I was stating, his father was also ill and has been hospitalized. So mm. that sort of, uh, you know, with his play, 
right. downplay. Um, he's had a uh, legal issue with his former agent. Mm. I guess Vera said that he wasn't repping him correctly, although mm. he did get him Adidas and uh, all other uh, yeah types of uh, endorsements. Endorsements, endorsement. but uh, um, he doesn't. He didn't like the way it was uh, going, so he's suing him for a lot of money. Jeez. So we'll see what happens there. So. And he hasn't been performing at his best, but right. you're saying that he's having girlfriend issues, father health issues, mm-hmm. coach issues. Yes. A lot of things going on off the court. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. his dad always went to the matches, mm-hmm. but and Lendl is not joining him for the clay court season. Mm-hmm. So there's nobody there to guide him. Yeah. So we'll see. And the big rumor. He is rumored to go to teammate. Teammate is the agency of the legend, mm-hmm. Roger Federer. I feel like Roger Federer started planting these seeds in his ear at Labor Cup. I feel like that's where it started. Because I saw Roger Federer standing over his shoulder a lot at Labor Cup. Hey, buddy, take that ball earlier. Hey, buddy, hit big. Hey, buddy. A lot of buddy, buddy. Hey, brother, you know, what, what are you doing, Fed? You didn't do this for all the other teammates. You know, why are you over his ear so much? And um, I think he really admires and likes uh, Zverev, and I think he's a fan of him. So I think that it's probably going to happen. You may be right. We'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, that's a, it's a rumor. Who knows yeah. if it's going to happen or not. Now, what a coincidence. Zverev fell out of the top three, mm-hmm. and Roger Federer took Zverev's spot at oh, number three. The sensei what a coincidence, the student it? again. Yes. And uh, yeah, Federer is being very strategic this year. Um, He hasn't played on the clay in a very long time, and me and you both kind of agree we think he's doing clay this year to get that jump start back in the rankings, you know, as he moves further into the seedings of this year, because these are all points free to gain, you know, even if he only makes the third round of the Madrid tournament, it's all plus. Yeah, exactly. He's got nothing to lose. And uh, as we continue talking about these uh, senseis and students... We're, uh, we're hearing about other things with uh, mentors, right? Well, one other thing before I forget. Hmm. Big name, Juan Martin Del Potro. He oh. came back to uh, Madrid. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. I saw a little bit of his match. Mm-hmm. He's taking the ball early, big serve, big forehand. Okay. He played. He had a deep run in uh, Paris last year, losing to Nadal mm. in the semifinals. Mm. So Del Potro could make a deep run if healthy and he's also part of team eight as well is he yes i didn't know that that's that's nice to hear did del potro win his match he won his match yes okay i don't even see him in the draw no i don't know exactly where in the draw he is uh-huh. but he's there okay so congratulations to del potro um we also, we talk a lot about our, our up-and-coming stars, our favorite guys, uh, Chapo and Felix. Yes. Al-Jalassim, or whatever his name is. Um, he went against Nadal on the clay. That's a tough match. <sighs> That's a tough match. But it's one of those matches all of us wanted to see to see how the kid shines through under ultimate adversity. There's not a tougher setting I can imagine for him besides maybe a five-setter against Novak at Australian Open. Um, after watching it, he looked pretty good. He looked all right. Uh, he lost in straights 6-3, 6-3 to Nadal. And I wasn't very disappointed. No. Um, I think he looked pretty good. I think that was also a good test for Nadal's mentality. 
going against a young gun who's a little more fearless. Um, but the same way Chapo kind of idolizes and sees stars when he sees Fed, Felix is kind of like that with Nadal. So um, it was good to kind of witness that and see that Felix has a bit less nerves than yeah. Chapo does. You know, the, the ice in my veins. You know, yeah, none of that yeah, junk. Whatever, Get out of here. Get out of here with that stuff, man. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so he looked pretty good. Um, hopefully, you know, he gets a decent draw at the French, and we don't see him taking on it all in the first round again. But, yeah, I mean, as far as covering the rest of this draw, Stanimal still alive and kicking. He plays Nishikori in the next round. We have Verdasco, a great big forehand Spaniard, going against Dominic, uh, or going against Cicipan in the next round. Federer versus Monfi next round. And then, um, yeah, there's nothing else crazy going on. We might potentially see a Chilich-Novak round coming up. But, I mean, I'm expecting Novak to play like Novak and take care of that. Yeah, especially so, on clay against Chilich. Yeah, if it I was a grass, maybe it'd be a little different. But on clay, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't see any issues going on there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited there. Uh, tennis is looking good right now, man. What else you got going on outside of the the Madrid? This is a big, big scandal that's his, that has been going on for years. Uh-oh. Justin Gimelstov. Mm. He's a former player. Mm. His highest rank was about 63 in singles. Mm. His highest rank in uh, doubles was 18. Mm. He has two grand slams in uh, mixed doubles. Mm. He retired in 2007. He used to coach John Isner and he is part of tennis channel. Mm -hmm. Now this guy has been doing some really just shady things. He represents the player council, Mm -hmm. you know, Djokovic, Djokovic is part of the council. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Anderson's part of the council. Federer used to be part Mm -hmm. of the council. He's supposed to go and rep them and negotiate contracts and all that good stuff. Mm. This guy is basically working for himself. Yeah. He's getting paid over $280,000 a year mm. to, to rep these guys. Mm. And he's trying to do dealings for himself. Yeah. One of the dealings was, I don't know if you heard of ATP Uncovered. Mm-mm. ATP Uncovered is a show on the tennis channel where it's sort of, it covers the draws quickly you know it covers uh tournaments in Mm. a nutshell you know Mm. he got paid 3.56 million to produce that show and what i just told you the 1.4 million Mm. during that time from his uh contract now he's supposed to be a board member Mm. he's not supposed to be looking for self-interest right so that's kind of shady it's super and, shady. Yeah. He's a, he has a sport agency. He's an executive on the board. Mm. And he's looking out for himself. Yeah. Now, there are more shady things that he's done most likely mm. because Stan, Federer, Djokovic have wanted his head for a long time. Yeah. They haven't been able to fire him because the ATP doesn't have a commissioner mm-hmm. uh, similar to the NBA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the Donald Sterling. Yeah. The racist they got him things. the hell out of here. In a yeah. heartbeat, right? Not here. They couldn't do that. Mm. So they had to wait for just cause. Now, last October, he beat up his best friend or whatever Mm. and went to uh, court. 
Mm. Unfortunately, he played no no contest, Mm. and his sentence was reduced to a misdemeanor. Mm. So the ATP thought that that was going to be what got him out. That was Mm. the just cause that they were looking for? Mm. No. It was down to a misdemeanor. And that's when Djokovic and all them just said, look, you need to step down. This is this is bad. You're doing bad stuff, shady dealings and all that. Mm. Finally, he steps down. And he has prior history of um, beating people up. He, he has a restraining order. His wife had put a restraining order on him, ex-wife now, mm. beating up people, misogynist comments. I mean, he's just... He's a piece of crap. He's, he's a crap, basically. Yeah. And to re- do this, represent these players, and do yeah, self-centered man. stuff. Get that's just, here, that's man. Just, you know. So that's that's one of the biggest news in the tour because he's supposed to be helping these people. Yeah. Just, Justin Gimmel, stop. Get out of here, man. Isner, Isner had a better career than you when he was in college. Come on, man. I. I'm not a fan of the guy. I know who he is because, like you said, he's so deeply involved in ATP, the conferences. He's he's very industry. He's very a part of everything. So, shout out to him for that. But he still um, he still has a contract with Tennis Channel. I don't mm. know if they're going to get rid of him because of all this that is happening. But I don't know. They'll probably wait for whatever his terms are to end. They'll probably keep him as uninvolved as possible, and then he'll be gone. Yeah, he they won't be renewing anything. He'll collect his final checks, and I hope he's saved up with all his crookedness. I hope so. So, well, that's over five million dollars. So, I hope he has a little bit. Yeah, you know, nutcases like that they blow it all in Vegas. So, who knows how much he actually has? Probably. But uh, speaking of nutcases, what's going on with our buddy Kyrgios, man? Uh, that guy just cracks me up, man. Kyrgios shows up in Madrid with a backpack, not a tennis bag, a backpack. And for the record, for people who don't play tennis, a lot of guys show up with a, a eight-racket bag and an additional duffel bag for one match. He showed up with a backpack. Right. Most people show up with like eight rackets. He showed up with how many? Two. And this is a big hitter. Yes. At the end of the set when he lost, mm. he cracked his racket and is now down to one racket. Still has to play at least half the match. Right. Oh, my God. He did four underhand serves. Misses. He gets booed out of the stadium. He's just, well, I really don't care, you know. Mm. He got caught using his cell phone. Now you During really, a match? Uh, during the changeover or at the end of the first set. Uh, now, technically, you can't do that. Of course not, because, yeah. you know, in men's tennis, there's no coaching. Right. So they can't monitor your phone call, so exactly. you just can't be on the phone. So I, just, I really thought it was funny. Maybe he was phoning a friend. I don't know. Um, he's an asshole, man. Asking, asking Hewitt for advice or something. I don't you know, know he's not, man. You know he's not. He's talking to nobody. <laughs> I, I just thought it was funny, dude. Oh, curious, man. I love that guy. I now, that guy. Um, he needs to be careful. If he doesn't do a good run in Rome, mm. he may fall out of the top 32 at the French Open, which means he will have a tough first, second round draw. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the top players do not want to see him, even Nadal. Oh, especially Nadal. Even at the French Open where he dominates, Mm. he really doesn't want to see Kyrgios because he has a big serve, big big forehand. forehand. I mean, he can just attack, attack, attack. Yeah. But he's a dangerous floater. Yeah. But I don't think Nick wants to go through all that either. No, he doesn't. He he needs to place well at the Italian Open to at least be 28, 29, so he won't face these guys in the first, second round. 
Yeah. Uh, Kyrgios <clears throat> is his own worst enemy, and he's everyone else's worst enemy because he doesn't care enough to be where he belongs in the rankings. And we've had this talk about people who get injured and they come back into the tour with this, like, 42 in the world, but I'm really as good as the top 10. And then someone that's in the top 10 gets screwed and plays him in the first or second round. We're seeing now Kyrgios, who just doesn't care about his ranking, kind of tanking parts of the season. And then now we see him showing up to Wimbledon playing, you know, for example, maybe a, maybe like a, a Ferrer, you know, like a player who really deserves to maybe make the third round. They're catching a Kyrgios in the second round. Right. You know, so it's very likely you might see like a, an Alexander Zverev versus Kyrgios in the second or third round of a clay grand slam. You know, it's possible. So that's disappointing. Nick Kyrgios, for people that don't know him, he's the bad boy of tennis. I he's love just, it. I love he's it. just uh, commenting on everybody, calling everybody out. Mm-hmm. Now, the, <clears throat> the 80s bad boy of tennis, 70s, 80s bad boy of tennis, John McEnroe mm-hmm. commented on Nick Kyrgios. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if I were asked to coach him, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how that would work. I don't know if McEnroe would take his crap or will he just calm him down? Things wouldn't get worse for Kyrgios. I'll say that. I don't know if they'll get better. Um, McEnroe was a tactician. Kyrgios doesn't even seem like he has a tactician internally in him. He's a very improvisational player, more like Fed. He's a shot maker and a playmaker, but he's not a tactician. He's not a pick-apart-your-spots kind of guy. I don't know. If, if McEnroe can get him to become that, he will be a force to be reckoned with, and he will be top five. Now, McEnroe and Kyrgios do have a nice relationship. They were at the Labor Cup together, mm-hmm. and they've spoken a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw this. You can see this on YouTube. Uh, Nick Kyrgios played Federer, mm-hmm. and McEnroe and Nick Kyrgios went at it at the chair umpire about a call. <laughs> now, this is what uh, McEnroe was known for. Yeah. If, if any of you go back on Facebook, uh, YouTube, you can see McEnroe just hyper hyper you know mm. just calling people out getting in uh, chairs faces uh everything you know you can't be serious that ball was in you know yeah. you know and um but this is the difference McEnroe when he was mad he played better mm-hmm. Nick Kyrgios when he gets mad he, he just shuts throws down the match he shuts down yeah so maybe mm. um McEnroe could help him with his uh you know his mentality, mentality. and channeling that energy exactly okay so that would be interesting. Who knows? It's just a rumor. I mean, yeah. McEnroe has a uh, a uh, uh, what's it called a clinic or a academy, an academy yeah. in New York. So I don't think he'll leave it. But yeah, and hey, Kyrgios has a, fifteen a nice more years. Though. Fifteen more years on the tour for Kyrgios if things go well. So who knows? But uh, you got anything else for us before we get out of here? Yeah, this one's pretty big. Hmm. Um, Grigor Dimitrov, he's a former top 10 player. Mm-hmm. He's known as Baby Fed. He Baby supposedly Fed. hits uh, strokes just as Federer does. Mm. He lost to Taylor Fritz. And the very next day, he fired his coach of four or five years, I believe, mm. saying, you know what, I'm, it's time to hear a different uh, voice. Yeah. Now, Danny Balbadu, that's his former coach, mm. he also coached uh, Thomas Burdich who's a former top 10 player. Uh, as ugly as well. pattern I'm seeing here. So uh, um, 
I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Agassi, who's his uh, coach as well, he doesn't really travel. Mm-hmm. He stays at home. He's a busy know. man. Yeah, he just uh, tells him uh, tacticians, but he doesn't travel with them. Yeah. So I don't know what uh, Dimitrov is going to do. Is he going to grab somebody else or what's mm-hmm. going on? But for right now, he's alone. Oof. Well, Dimitrov, um, once again, another one of those guys with tons of talent. He's from that Nishikori era, right? Yeah, yeah, and that he's in that that gray blobby area that just kind of got fathered by the Nadal fed um, Djokovic era, where they they didn't get anything their whole careers. Um, scramble, man, see what you can find. Call a uh, uh, Goran. Call Goran. Maybe he can help you. He Dude, got Chilich one. Sick. He he got Chilich one. Maybe he can get you one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what you need to do, Dimitrov. You have the talent to go deep in a tournament. I mean, you went to war at the Australian. I won't forget that. Your strokes do look like fed. They do look like fed. Um, But you're not fed. So I don't know. I don't know what you need to do, man. I wish I had the answers. Um, I don't want you to be another Burdage because I'm a big Burdage fan. But it's another guy that kind of just faded into the abyss. You know, his career is pretty much done. So I don't know, man. It's been a beautiful week. Next week, we will see what I believe will be the end. No, we'll, we'll be almost at the end of the Madrid, right? Yes, getting okay. close to the Rome. Yeah, so we'll see how many of these seeds stay afloat. I'm hoping Fed will still be around when we report back with another episode of this podcast. That's it. All right, man.